0: In the beginning, there was darkness.
1: Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game.
0: Always look
1: on the bright side of life.
0: Hello, Paul Brown here.
1: Always look on the light side of life.
0: If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten, and that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps, just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. Ain't always look on the bright side of life. Good evening, Cleveland. The game's just finished, and Paul is on his way to the airport or on the plane. I don't quite know where he's at, apparently is flight's a bit delayed. So I've got Matthew Lawless on. Um, fantastic guest we had earlier on in the season. How are you doing, Matthew?
1: I'm doing better. I mean, I, I can't believe that it's week 17 and we actually have something to to have looked forward to in the final seconds of the game. Uh, hopefully next year we won't have to care about week 17 because we'll already have a playoff spot locked up. But uh, I guess we'll have to wait till till next year to find out.
0: Well, who knows? Uh, maybe we we've got do we get home field advantage? That might be something we're playing for in week 17 next year. I'd be fine with that. But uh, no, so predictions. Um, it was between me and Callum because I I went for a Ravens win. I thought if if it had been today and it, it would have been on, and we needed a win to make the playoffs, I would have predicted different. But I thought Ravens just going to go that little bit extra um, just because it means more to them this game. So um, I went the nearest... I went 16-19 because I thought it'd be a bit more low scoring, but I was, like, I was confident it was going to be within three points, uh, which it was in the end. So, uh, Paul, if you're listening, you got owe me a beer because uh, he, he gave me a load of crap on the podcast for uh, backing a team other than the Browns. But uh, when I think we're going to lose, I'm going to say it, guys. You're going to just have to deal with that. Um, because I'll just say whatever I think. So, uh, hey, here we are. What can you do? Ah, it's, uh, the truth hurts, so uh, I'm just going to keep layering it on. But uh, we'll start off with the passing offense. So, Baker had 23 attempts uh, – sorry, 23 completions on 42 attempts, 376 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. And just to give some um, area to them numbers – There was only three times this season a quarterback has put 300 yards on the Ravens defense. And those were Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield. So it's looking pretty good, guys. Um, We might not have got the result we wanted, but there's a lot of potential there. Baker obviously takes the uh, record from Peyton Manning and... um, Russell Wilson for the most received uh, most passing touchdowns in a year. And imagine how high that had been. If He'd have had an extra game and a half that Hugh Jackson robbed him of. Um, magic could have happened. So just to go through who caught them today, Jarvis Landry, 5 of 9 for 102 yards and one TD. Higgins, 4 of 6 for 86 yards. Callaway, 4 of 7, 79 yards and one TD. Njoku, 3 of 7 for 62 yards. Um, Perryman, three of four for 45 yards and one TD. Fells, one of one for three. Duke, one of four for three, which is unlike Duke. And then Chubb, two of three for minus four. So, Man. Matt. Yeah,
1: I, I was taking a look at it too. I mean, just in the two games against Baltimore, he, Baker put up 342 yards in the first game, one touchdown, one interception. And then tonight, uh, 376 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions, um, 718 total yards against the number one passing defense uh, in the NFL. I mean, I don't know what more you could ask for. I was trying to look at I wish I still had the, the tweet. I can't remember if it was Jimmy Smith or, or Eric Weddle, but I remember after the first game they kept on talking about how Baker wasn't very impressive because he just stared down the wide receiver the entire time. And so even knowing point. that, they still couldn't stop him. He, they got two really, really lucky interceptions. And, and the, that very first one that they got, uh, which was going in Callaway's direction, I think he was being held quite, quite a bit. But he was still thrown into a, to a tight window. So uh, you got, you'll live and die with it. And, and the, that's the thing now, I think, with Baker that's so refreshing. After a full season, those interceptions aren't as defeating as what they used to be. I mean, last year, Kaiser would throw an interception. It felt like the game was over. I mean, as we saw, three interceptions the night, you're still not out of it with Baker. So,
0: Yeah, and at the end of the day, when you're on a – he's got to throw that ball up for the fourth down at the end of the game. I'm almost taking that interception off. I don't even really count it. And, yeah, the other ones, it happens. Um, But he's making them plays to balance it out. So, you you can forgive him. Um, And if only him and Patrick Mahomes can put it on the uh, Ravens, he's not in bad company.
1: Oh no. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, he passed Peyton Manning for the rookie, uh, touchdown record, but I'm trying to remember what, uh, yeah, Peyton had 28 interceptions as a rookie too. So 26 touchdowns, 28 interceptions versus Baker's got how many, uh, 14 interceptions on the season, half the, half the interceptions and more touchdowns. I mean, I'm not ready to say that he is Peyton Manning, but it's a, it's a damn good start. Um, And, I mean, you got Russell Wilson in there, the touchdown area too. So, hard not to be excited for next year.
0: And no sacks again, which is uh, very impressive considering how many people were rushing in each of them attempts. I I felt like we were definitely going to concede a sack today.
1: Zero sacks, and he finished the season with 20 touchdowns to zero interceptions in the red zone. Uh, I mean – that I mean, there's going to be more interceptions in the red zone next year. I mean, there's got to be regression to the mean, yeah. but uh, he takes care of the ball where it's most important, and you can win a lot of football games doing that.
0: Yeah. My particular highlight that stood out was that bobble pass he did in his hands to, like, fake it um, where he got the snap. And uh, Jim Nance at first was like, oh, he, he, he sort of lost control of it. And Tony Romo was like, no, that was intentional straight away. Tony had seen it as well. Of Like, he just – faking uh, the um, handoff, and it just – it pulled that defender off and gave Landry just a free sort of three, four, five yards for Baker to just lob it in. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, that,
1: I mean, whenever you see Tony Romo get geeked out over a play like that and as a rookie doing it, it's a, I saw one guy say it's like a 10-year veteran uh, move that he made. Um, it's scary to think what we'll what be able to see next year after he's got a little bit more time to get comfortable with it. But, uh, yeah, I, I – I think that's a lot of fun having Tony Romo on the call. I know a lot of people are kind of mixed bag, but um, he knows his stuff. Or whether people like him or not, but um, yeah, that, that was a that was a fun play. Uh, I, I mean, and then Antonio Callaway just had a monster monster game uh, in the return game, and I mean he was make, making catches that I don't think anybody thought he was going to make after that first month of the season. So uh, seeing that kind of progress, and, and Joku making a couple big plays, I mean, I have a hard time having any qualms about the passing game overall, other than the three interceptions, but that's going to happen.
0: We've got to give it the grade. What number do you reckon?
1: Man. Can I take in into historical context? I mean, just based on the, the, the rookie, rookie touchdown record, I think I would give it a 10, but I'm going to knock it down to 9.
0: Uh, uh, so we're, we're, we're not grading across We are no, just you know, this okay, one okay. game. Just
1: tonight, uh, I'll give it an 8 for tonight. Just yeah. because of the, the three bad interceptions, but uh, still, I mean, I think over the, the number one defense put up almost 400 yards. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it an eight.
0: Yeah, I, I was thinking seven, and eight. So I'm happy with an eight, just because it's such a hard defense. And when you start looking at what them interceptions were, I'm not too worried. And the amount of pressure and the fact that they kept him upright, um, no sacks is a fantastic achievement. And I, I think that's Greg Robinson's contract extension done and dusted um I think you've got to bring him back
1: oh I I do too I mean he picked up some big key pressures there late on that final drive there was one instance I believe it was Eric Weddle came in last second and he was able to 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 shift and and pick up the 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 the, the blitz and uh, I don't think between him and and Perryman I don't think anyone ever thought they would get this kind of production out on this year but uh yeah I, I look forward to hopefully getting both of those guys locked up for the for the passing game next year
0: so, for when Paul is uh, on his flight back listening to his podcast, Paul, you won the Baker Off predictions this week. So, uh, congratulations, buddy. On to the <laughs> Russian offence. Nick Chubb, nine attempts for 24 yards, which is a 2.7 average. Duke Johnson, four for 21, which is a 5.3 average. And Perryman, one for five yards. Um, just to do the uh, Chubb... Um, challenge between me and Paul. That's a jack win because uh, Paul went for 130 and I took the under on that on total Chubb yards. So uh, it was comfortably under. Unfortunately for Nick Chubb, hit the 1,000 yards, which was an incredible achievement, only to then have a negative play, lose five yards and finish with 996 yards. So We feel bad for you, Nick. Um, Like Baker, could have racked up more stats if he started. It was the same for you. You should have been the starter in week one or at least had 50% of snaps. And that wasn't the case. So, uh, keep going, buddy. You'll make it up in years to come.
1: I mean, that was one – I mean, I saw it on the internet that he crossed over 1,000 yards. So, if it's on Twitter, it's on the internet, it happened. Um, So, I'm just going to pretend that he did not come up four yards short Congratulations, Nick, on your first of of many future 1,000-yard seasons. Um, I'm sure no one will call me out on that. (laughs) It was one of them
0: where the running game never really got going this week. Um, I, I don't know if it was a case of they were rushing so many people anyway that it was hard to get through it or what created those problems, but they had just swamped everything.
1: No, and that's a, that's a scary defensive front. Not even just like the, the player personnel, but they all look scared. I mean, they're all massive guys. They always have the really cool dreads. I mean, C.J. Mosley had the painted dreads. I mean, I think it just adds to the, to the scariness of that defense. I mean, they just couldn't get anything moving up front. Um, I mean, the pass blocking was, was really good. Like you said, no, no pressures. But, yeah, just you couldn't get anything going with the, the rushing game it was kind of interesting to see Duke get a few carries early in the game. We hadn't seen that in in quite a while. It seemed like it was only four that he ended the game with, but they're on the the first and second drives. um, You saw him touch the ball a lot earlier. Actually, I was kind of concerned that maybe something was wrong with Chubb, but it seemed, seemed like Freddie just wanted to, uh, to mix up the rush. And it was, I mean, it was effective in the the few carries he got, but, um, and I mean, it kind of took what the defense given him. I mean, Baker was able to carve him up in the passing game, so you'd like to see a little more balance. But they took what the what the defense was there and what the the game script created because of the, the big uh, deficit we had going into halftime. So, um, but yeah, that's it's a brutal one. I don't, what are you thinking for a, a rushing score tonight?
0: Uh I'm gonna go four, but I think the reason why, and I was looking, and no one was saying injuries, but I think the reason why they went juke rather than Chubb is I think. Kitchens wanted the option to keep flipping out of um, empty backfield, and sort of Duke gives yeah. you that option. Whereas even though Chubb's shown he can make a catch, if you're going to put one of them out there as a wide receiver, it's Duke all day long. And I think that was the reason why Duke was in there more than Chubb.
1: Yeah. And then uh, looks like in the passing game, I mean, Chubb got two two targets, and, and Duke only got one. I mean, I think on that final play, the the interception, Baker was looking to get to get Duke the ball. Um, They've been setting up those opportunities all night with having him in that empty backfield. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I have a hard time even giving him a four. I, I'm going to go with like a three on the, on the rushing tonight.
0: Yep, I'm happy to join you on a three. Um, I was just uh, trying to keep Paul happy in his absence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's happy enough right now. He's, he's probably ha- drunk and happy right now.
0: Oh, I'm I'm sure, yeah, plenty to drink. I've I've seen pictures all day on Instagram of him drinking in all sorts of random places in Baltimore. So uh, he's had a whale of a time. So passing offence, not that uh, Baltimore really have one, but it was Lamar Jackson, 14 completions, 24 attempts, 179 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Where did they go? Mark Andrews, four for five, 54 yards. Um, Hayden Hurst, two for four, 43 yards. Willie Sneed, one for two, 25 yards. Michael Crabtree, two for two, 20 yards. Chris Moore, two for three, 19 yards. And then, yeah, the rest was all less than 10 yards. So won't even bother. But uh, nothing really happened. But at the same time, I don't feel like we should grade it high because they don't, Intend to. 14 equals um, the record for the most completions he's had in a game, I believe. Um, he doesn't look to pass it and he, he did what he was expected, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've watched him. I watched Lamar in person while he was in college and I think he can do it. He's capable of a lot more. Uh, I think that the two tight ends they've got are clearly their two best weapons and it's kind of funny because I think Andrews is still a Head and shoulders better than Hurst, yeah. and they took him in opposite draft order. So um, we'll see what they do with him moving forward. But yeah, I mean, we have 14 completions, and he had how many rushing attempts tonight?
0: Uh, he had 20 rushing attempts.
1: Yeah, I mean, almost as many rushing attempts as he did attempts at passing. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, but it, he never made. I mean, he made a few very nice throws. Where he threaded the needle. But a lot of it was just kind of taking what was there because we were so geared up to stop the run. He was hitting those little slant passes. Um, I think he hit four or five of those, it felt like, and they were always at key times on third down whenever we needed to really get a stop. So, um, yeah, I'm like you. They didn't, they didn't put up a lot of numbers, but they didn't really need to in a passing game. Yeah. So uh, I would probably give our pass defense maybe a, a six in this game because situationally there was a few missed tackles. Um, Would have been nice to to pick him off there, or break up a few more passes when available, but uh, yeah.
0: Um, we've got a sacks for Jamie Collins and Miles Garrett, but yeah, I was looking at a five or a six. That's definitely the uh, range I was looking at because even though they didn't do anything, um, we didn't manage to stop much. So uh, yeah, it, it was one of them. It was like it was. It was a dead rubber. Nothing happened, um, but that wasn't down to us playing well. So yeah, I'm happy with a six. I think that's where it uh, belongs. Yeah, I,
1: I honestly I wish he would pass a few more times to have given Miles Garrett the opportunity to go after the the single se- single season sack record. I think he finished with a half se- sacks on the season. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of kind of demeaning. I would have liked to have seen another record knocked off tonight, but uh, yeah,
0: ne- there's always next year. Oh yeah. But uh, and get going. One thing I saw Pete Smith, um, I haven't been able to find the numbers post, but he was talking during the game that all the rushes went to the right or down the middle. They refused to rush to the left where Miles was, um, and the one time, the first time they rushed to the left, it was a holding penalty. So uh, they were right just to avoid Miles, and I don't blame them for doing that. No. Why would you want to, in any world, why would you ever want to run in his general direction?
1: No I mean, and, and that the the key third down on their final drive before the before they took their knee downs uh, on that pitch play that was miles that kind of got in there and hit Lamar right as he was pitching it, um uh, which would have been really nice to been able to recover that fumble in there, but uh, I mean that's exactly why they don't rush his way. i mean he's he's an absolute freak of nature and he's gonna make a play if you give him the opportunity and people just don't go his way, and I think we're only going to see that continue. Um, Hopefully in the draft they add some, some additional talent on that defensive line to not be able to, to force away from him, and they'll be forced to be more balanced on the left and the right in both passing and rushing. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, he made the most of his opportunities tonight, I believe, especially in the, the pass rushing situations, which were really limited.
0: So on to uh, rushing. Um, Kenneth Dixon, 12 attempts for 117 yards, which is 9.8 average. Lamar Jackson, 20 for 90 yards and two TDs. That's 4.5 average. Gus Edwards, um, 12 um, for 76, which is 6.3 average. Ty Montgomery, two for 13, which is 6.5 average. And uh, Max Williams, one attempt for no yardage. So overall, that's 47 attempts for 296 yards and two TDs. It was brutal. Yeah,
1: that's, I mean... Even at that many attempts, that's six point three yards per carry, which is not good by by any standards. Um, I mean, I, honestly, I mean after that first half, I would have expected them to have four hundred rushing yards. To be honest, um, I think that they actually did make some good adjustments in the, in the second half and got a couple key stops when you absolutely needed to. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that's just that's brutal. I, I don't even know how you would assign a rating to this, but. I think the issue, I and mean, they're going to catch some teams off guard. I think in the playoffs, just because ninety-five percent of the NFL is not geared to stop a nineteen thirty-style rushing attack. Um, I don't know. I don't know that there's any team that's really geared up in the AFC to really stop that. I mean, the Chiefs can't stop anybody. the The Chargers don't have that kind of size up front. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen in the playoffs. I, I'm glad we don't have to play them again right now. Um, I think that, I mean, granted, we're going to be playing them twice a year for the next however many years that they're going to be running this style of offense. We're going to have to account for that. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a brutal night.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the one thing I'd like to sort of – for me, I clocked it in the fourth uh, quarter and then they started mentioning it on the commentary where mm-hmm. right before the snap, they moved everyone in and shifted everyone slightly because it just meant they were running against different fronts. And uh, I don't know when they exactly clocked it. I'd have to rewatch the game. But I saw it in the fourth quarter was the first time mm-hmm. I clocked it. But that seemed to – it didn't stop the issue, but it did mitigate it to a uh, solid degree.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was because of some of the guys getting banged up, but that I noticed a lot in the third and fourth quarter of Anthony Zettel playing that outside position there on the – it would be the offense's right-hand side where we were getting beat up. And he seemed to to be able to – Force the guys to to bounce inside and be able to avoid some of those bigger longer rushes um so i i actually I thought that they made some really good defensive adjustments, but I mean the damage was done in the first half um yeah had ogonjobi I didn't notice if Ogonjobi came back in. I know they said he was cleared he did have a concussion, but I don't remember seeing him come back in the game after having a really strong start i thought um but uh. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely an area. I mean, we, we were so strong in the run game last year which teams didn't really need to run the ball much on us. But, um, yeah, I think that's an area that's going to have to be addressed somehow in the, the offseason.
0: Yeah, for me, I want that sort of fourth defensive tackle on the roster that barely plays just to be that sort of run stuffer. So, not you don't take him as high as a Danny Shelton, but you have someone like a Jamie Mead, someone on minimum contract who is just big. And they, yeah.
1: they... I thought that we had those guys. I think it was, I mean, we picked them up in uh, training camp. Was was it, was it Brian, Brian Price, Price. Or whoever Price yeah. is, Carl he Davis, Devereaux Lawrence, and those guys never never played. Actually, I thought Nassib was, was strong against the run. He seemed to, uh, to be able to plug in there. And then, of course, they were going to the right side tonight. Um, I think they need to figure out what they want to do with Agba. I, I like Agba as a player, but he's kind of that tweener size. I think if, if they want to move him to defensive tackle and pick up another edge, he's going to have to be able to bulk up in the off season. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, there's going to have to be some personnel adjustments, but I, I guess that comes down to who's going to be defensive coordinator next year. But that's a discussion for another time.
0: Yeah, no, cause uh, yeah, you can add the 15 pounds, but he could easily be the sort of we might have uh, back to a three, four or something. Who knows what they can do yeah. personally. I would prefer the forefront, but, yeah, anything could happen in the off-season. But it's nice having those options that you can go, look, Ogbury's is not worldy, but he can be your third defensive end or he can potentially be your first three-tech. Mm-hmm. So uh, no, it gives you nice choices and hopefully uh, someone in the front office is sitting there uh, with a nice plan. I'm going to go a one. I don't think... It's not as bad. We have given our first minus grade earlier in the season. I think it was a Saints game for special teams because uh, we missed you get a lot of those. So, um, a one or do you need a minus?
1: I think, no, no, I actually, (laughs) I know you guys don't like to do first half, second half, but I would go with a three just because I think the second half was, was so much stronger. I'd have to look, I don't, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'll see what the the rushing yards were first half, second half, but they, I think they made some really quality adjustments. Mm. Um, it's, it's just tough. You don't see this kind of offense in the, in the NFL, I think you see that in the college game a lot where a team will play against an Army, a Navy, a Georgia Tech, someone that runs that really archaic triple, triple, uh, triple option offense. And teams, even really, really good teams, can not adjust to it. And, um, yeah, I'm, yeah I'll, I'll go with three. I'm, I'm a little more positive just because I liked what I saw in the second half.
0: I'm going to go down the middle. I'm going to give it two. Uh, but I do, I do agree with your improvements in the second half. There was definitely some uh, work done there. And uh, we flip it over to special teams. Um, wasn't the finest day for Greg Joseph um, he got his three extra points um, got his one field goal for 35 yards but didn't make the other one Brendan Colquitt um, four punts for an average of 45 with the longest of 48 um, Antonio Callaway um, three kickoff returns for an average of 26.3 with the longest at 35 Peppers one for 29 and then pump returns Three for an average of 15.3 with the longest at 37. I thought other than Greg Joseph's kick, everything seemed to work okay.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with that. Uh, I'm I'm taking a look. I I mean, that was one bad kick. And I know people, I mean, our fans, and I think everybody's fans really like to overreact to, to missed kicks. But overall in the season, I think he still has, has been been good. I, mean, I saw a lot of hot takes and tweets and saying everyone needs a we need to draft a new kicker. But um, he's on he's seventeen and nineteen on the season, um, on on field goals. I don't I'm not sure what the percentage is on uh, on the extra points, but I think mean, it's eighty nine almost ninety percent on field goals. And you look at the entire league, and there's even the good kickers are missing kicks on a, on a weekly basis. It's just uh, that's just going to come with a territory, uh, but the the return game tonight. I mean, Antonio Callaway had, a, I think, his best game by far, both as a receiver and a mm. returner. Um, yeah, the, the long thirty five on the kick return, the punt return, um, he he kept us in there. Um, it didn't fumble, uh, took care of the ball, um, and I mean Colquitt. I mean, I love I love Colquitt. I think he's a funny guy. He's a damn good punter. Um I would go. I would go with a seven on special teams just because I like the return game so, so much. I know, I know a lot of people were upset about the, the missed field goal, and it, it looks bad on those three points. But I'm always going to remember the, the blown call by the referees there in that, that first half more than I'm going to remember that missed field goal. But, uh, yeah. Did you think he should have kicked the – was a 57-yarder? Would you rather have done a 57-yard kick? If I yeah, had Justin I think, Tucker
0: – um, Maybe my, then, yeah. uh, that's the one thing I would have considered, and that's where lots of Greg Joseph's stuff's been quite close in because I think when it comes to that sort of anything above 40, they don't really trust him. Um, but no, what, was, me, what was
1: the yardage yeah, on the missed one tonight? 46.
0: Oh, I need to look that up, but uh, for me, I th- it was never really a case of I wanted them to take that. So, missed one was uh 46, yeah, yeah.
1: So, he I mean, I'm looking at it now, he was. On the season, it was four for four from 20 to 29 yards. Six of six, 30 to 39. That's what you want to see. Five of seven on 40 to 49. So that's so at 70, 71%. And then he's one of two on 50-plus yarders for the season with a long of 51. I expect uh, nothing
0: on 50-plus.
1: No, I mean, those, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, if you've got Justin Tucker or you're kicking in uh, Denver where the ball just flies extra five to 10 yards, um, yeah, I think he came on came on strong throughout the the season. I don't know that you absolutely need to bring in a kicker in the off season. I, I'm sure they'll bring in a leg just for competition. But yeah, uh, I, th- I, I like Greg, especially how we picked him up. He wasn't even on a team. Um, yeah, I, I I can't be mad at mad at Greg Joseph. That's a that's a tough job.
0: Uh, I, th- I think you just bring in whatever the sort of the best looking UDFA is. Um, and then you just let them battle out and just go, look, we'll take the best one. We're not really tied to any. Uh, for me, kickers, never let them have any guaranteed money. And then when they have a bad game, you just cut them and move on and get another one. There, there's so many out there and they're all looking for jobs. And a lot of it's about form and confidence. And yeah, if you, you want that option to move on to them, because the Steelers didn't feel comfortable with their kicker. So they've given him this big contract. They then had to put him on IR so they could bring in someone else to try and win today. So uh, you never want to be in that position. But uh, No, that gives us a, a score of seven there. So it's, it's, it's a nice, solid score other than the run game, um, which us down. One thing I did notice, we had zero penalties in the third quarter. And there weren't many penalties today. I haven't seen the full penalties across, but uh that'll come out later in the week. But uh no, it was it was a solid um performance. And uh,
1: I've got it pulled up here so Browns four penalties, thirty-five yards. Uh Ravens ten penalties for sixty-five yards. And then uh I th- I mean I think you that would be more impressive. I think that was a pretty weak call there on Ogan Joby there in what, yeah. the second quarter of the the roughing the passer where he was gonna be get the sack regardless. He hit the crown of the helmet just with an open palm, um, and then I, I, I tweeted out during the game. There was so that one was a, a big penalty and, and extended the drive. They scored scored a touchdown on that drive, I believe. And then later on in the game, that one time that the, looked like the Ravens had got a sack, the guy comes up the middle, and you can just hear the guy hit Baker helmet, the helmet right in the center of the pocket. Um, I think they got bailed out, or we got bailed out, because there was the holding penalty down the field. Um, But, yeah, it's rough to see the inconsistency there um, with calling that. But a pretty clean game for penalties-wise for us. um, I would have thought we had way more than four penalties for 35 yards. But uh, I'll take that. It it seems like some progress. No,
0: I thought it's one of them games that you just need a bit more to stop that run game. And it's one of them where, if if that, I never want to put it on the refs because I'm a believer that you win the game. And – the ref's decisions and happen here and there. So if that ref decision goes the other way, if you get that Greg Joseph field goal, if odd little things change, I think if this was a game we had to win, I think we would have won it. Um, And I feel confident saying that. And it's not, I'm not saying the players didn't care and they didn't try today. I think if it's one of them that you've got an injured player, you're going to go, actually it's not worth going back in. Um, Yeah. That's that's kind of
1: where I I asked. I don't remember seeing Ogunjobi go back in and, I thought he was concussed for sure. And actually the, the, the bad part was he got crushed by Peppers. Pepper had, Peppers had an opportunity. I can't remember if it was Dixon or, or Lamar Jackson, but he saw the opportunity to really lay a big hit and, and try to make an impact. And unfortunately just came a little bit too far across the, the ball carry and, and hit helmet to helmet with Ogunjobi. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think it was one of those. I mean, if we were going to get in the playoffs, you might see Denzel Ward in the game, which um, in this game you didn't really need it because, You don't really need a a lockdown on on any of their wide receivers at this point. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's – keep everybody healthy. The spread was six and a half, I think. So, you beat that there. I thought that was a little bit high, um, which I guess looking there in the the first half, uh, it looked like they were going to cover that easily. But uh, the Browns came back. Um, It's a strong finish, I think.
0: No, it's good stuff. Well, it's – New Year's Eve now. So, guys, 2018 has been an absolute blast. Um, we got everything we wanted. We got a franchise quarterback. We got Hugh Jackson fired. Uh, we had a winning record for a little bit. It's gone now. But, uh, hey, it was good while it lasted. And 2019 uh, is looking really good. So we'll be back in uh, tomorrow. Got loads of shows for the new year. We've got loads of content. We're going to be back. Thank you so much, Matthew, for coming on. Give yourselves a plug. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Lawless2Lawless. I'll probably be on there arguing and just really relieved that I don't have to worry about arguing over quarterbacks in this, this upcoming next three to four months. Um, I think it's going to be a, a, a lot of fun. We're all going to be on Twitter spending up to $90 million in cap space and spending it uh, frugally, I'm sure. But uh, let's, uh, Save it's going it. to be a fun offseason.
0: Save it. Save as and much as we possible.
1: We've got some studs we're about to pay up in the next year or two, so uh, I look forward to. That's a good problem to have. We've never had that problem before, where we need to worry about paying for guys' second contracts. But uh, thankfully, we've got the a good team in the front office that hopefully can can manage that. But yeah, it's going to be a, a fun off season. Um, not having to worry about uh, a quarterback, but let the head coaching wars begin. I believe.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a case of once you pay Robinson Perryman. Uh, Higgins, uh, BBC, you sign two free agents and you add in your draft picks, make a few cuts, that, that's only going to leave you about sort of the 40 to 50 million range and that money you want to sit on because if you add in a contract extension for um, Randall, for Tretter, for Shobert, well, that, that's some more of it gone. So you're down to about 35 million. Sit on that money because you're going to need that to when you're re-signing Miles Garrett, when you're re-signing the others. So uh, there's not actually that much money there. We're probably looking at about two free agents. I'd sort of say you're looking somewhere in the sort of 15 to 25 million range. That's what you got for free agents, um, and it can't be a case of I will pay them five million this year and 10 million next year. No, 25 million. Uh, that's all I'm going to give people for free agency. Let's see what happens.
1: Yeah, I. One one area, and I know it seemed like it'd been a while since uh, we had one of those games where you had a lot of question marks around Jamie Collins' effort. There were some issues there early in the first half. You didn't really notice as much in the second half, but um, looking like there's uh, it's a pretty hefty cap hit on him. So we'll see what Be comes golden. from him. He's he's the only real one I think we'll see leave um, next year. But uh, yeah, that's uh look forward to your cap shows in the off season and get closer to the draft season. I'll be back soon, but no, thank you very
0: much for coming on. Have a fantastic New Year's, guys, and uh, we'll be back. I'm sure Matthew will be on some point in the off-season. Who knows what we'll be chatting about at that point. But no, thank you so much for your support. Make sure you go rate and review. Um, thanks for your support. Have a good evening, guys.